It's good to have you all again. Can somebody shout unto the Lord? Toot. I, didn't, I said I wasn't going to do this, but go ahead and just toot your horn for Jesus right now. Amen. Amen. He is good. He is good. And He's worthy of every horn that we can toot, every whistle that we can blow, every uh, every hand that we can clap, every signal light that we can flash, every uh, every windshield wiper that we can turn on. What, however we... Listen, if the rocks can praise Jesus... You can manipulate your cars to praise Jesus. I believe that today. Uh, and I want you just to exploit your vehicles for the cause of Jesus Christ right now. But I want you right where you're at in your car. Let's just sing that chorus one more time. How precious is that flow? How precious. Sing with us. Flash those lights. Turn on those wipers. Praise Jesus. blood is sufficient. I want to share with you in the Word. Now, we've got several several cars. I'm really pleased with the turnout here today and uh, on the parking lot, and, and we're so thankful you're here. Again, if you're a first-time guest and you, have, uh, and you didn't get a Connect card earlier, we would like for you to fill one of those out. We'll have an usher bring you a Connect card, and um, you can fill that out and turn it in on your way down the driveway. We're going to have an extended reach uh, that means for you. My offering, and also you can turn in your Connect card then. So if you're new, you're a first-time guest, or maybe it's been a long, long time, just turn on your flashers just a minute, and uh, we'll have somebody, somebody looking around, and they'll bring you a Connect card. Today is Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, and uh, and uh, it is a remarkable day in history. It is a remarkable day in the church, but it's more than history. It's more than, than just a story. It's about an event that took place that has changed the world. Thank you, Nathan. It's an event that took place that has changed the world, and it's not only changed the world, but it's changed lives. There's many, there's, there's hundreds and thousands of religions in the world today, but there is none that is contra- as controversial as Christianity. And in Christianity, there's none that has a God that has died, but has rose from the dead, and has spoke with His followers, His disciples, if you would, in the days following. There's none that has words of, of, of prophetic words that were spoken that thousands of years before that the fulfillment came and for prophecy is still being fulfilled today. There is no God, no other God other than the Lord Jesus Christ, but there is no other God with a little g like Him. And I want you to know today is a day that He has made and He has blessed us. And amidst adversity, we have chosen to assemble ourselves, even following directives, 
to worship Him. And I believe that pleases Him because I find the early church gathered together. They went from house to house. They didn't have a building, but they went house to house. And I think the assembly is good and healthy for us. Thank God for social media. It has enabled us to come to you the last few weeks on, on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday nights and even at other times. We thank God for that. Let me tell you, there's there's people that preached against social media ten years ago that are streaming live this morning. And uh, you know, sometimes we have to realize what the what the what the enemy meant for evil in a lot of cases, the Lord uses it for good. So we thank God for technology and we thank God for those of you that are watching by Facebook Live. We had some people said they could hear us on the hill on the other side of Route fifty two. And that's all right. Let may the word of Jesus I pray this morning. May the word of Jesus Christ go out and reach every ridgetop here in West Virginia and fill every holler in Mercer, Tazewell, and McDowell County and beyond. So we believe God's doing some great things this morning. I want to preach to you a little bit. Uh, it's been on my heart for a number of weeks that I felt the Holy Spirit put it in my heart for Easter Sunday today. And that message, I entitled it Three Doors. Now, over here to the, my side uh, is is one door. There is one door there. And my, my original intention, my message plan was I would have three doors. But in light of circumstance, I'm only using one. And I appreciate Nathan preparing it for me. I appreciate Derek. And what's his company's name? Neil's excavating for letting us use his trailer today. We really appreciate Derek. He's had some surgery, can't be here, and but we really appreciate him letting us use his rig this morning to give us a little bit of a stage. But I want to preach to you for just a few minutes, three doors. I want you to go, if you have your Bibles with you, or if you have your iPhone or uh, your uh, Android or whatever device in your hand in your car, I want you to go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 7 through 9. I'm going to be reading from the New King James this morning. It's a little bit out of ordinary for me to use that, uh, but I think the wording is more important to us than some of the other versions that I, I use from time to time. John chapter 10, verses 7 through 9. The scripture said that then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me, notice that, all who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. So there was, there was, there was false messiahs that had come before Jesus. There was false saviors that had come before him. That's evident. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he, and that includes you ladies, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Now I want you to flip back into the book of Mark. And I want you to go to Mark chapter 15. Mark chapter, as we get to Mark chapter 15, it's it's what happened Friday night, if you would. It's what happened Good Friday, probably not even Friday night, more so Friday afternoon, we should say. Mark chapter 15, verses 37 through 38. 
we find that the last moments of Jesus on the cross. Now, let me, let me make this very clear to you. Jesus was not killed. Jesus was not executed. Jesus gave His life. He voluntarily gave His life as, as an act of grace and mercy for you and I. <coughs> and we find that at those last few moments, before Jesus fulfilled everything that was to be fulfilled on the cross, it said, And Jesus cried out, in verse 37, Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed His last. And then something very important happened. Because in the temple, in the, in the place of worship, in the Jewish place of worship in Jerusalem, we find that the veil of the temple, the thick curtain that separated uh, humanity, if you would, from the Holy of Holies, from that most holy place, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top down to the bottom. It was torn unconventionally, not in the way a man would have torn it, because a man would have grabbed it at the bottom and ripped it upward. It was torn unconventionally, and if you study this veil, this curtain, you find that this curtain was actually a very thick, heavily woven curtain that could not just be merely torn by man. So so we see that the, the, the door that separated, the curtain was a door, because if you look up the definition of door in the modern sense... The definition of a door is something that prevents entry. It keeps, we have doors on this building to keep people from going in when they're not allowed. Like today, we're not allowing access in the building. The doors are locked. The, the veil of the temple was there to prevent entry into the most holy of holy places. But when Jesus breathed that last breath, that door was ripped apart. It was opened up, never to be mended, never to be repaired, never to be put back. It, 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 was, it was open indefinitely. You see, that, that door was a, if you would, was a, a place of separation. That door was a place, it, that, that, that curtain was there to prevent people from entering into that holy place. But when Jesus said He was a door, in, as John wrote, and we read this morning... Understand when you, you flesh out the meaning of, of Scripture into the, to the original uh, wording, the original uh, language that was used, you find there that there is a word that could be most, that could be a little bit more accurately used. The word would be passage. The word is, the, word is, uh, the passage, it's the means of access. You drove up a driveway. That's the same to get up here today. That's the same way you will go down. You 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 got in the you opened the door. The 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 thing that keeps people and elements and animals out, whatever else out of your car. You opened up the door, and when you opened that door, that door on your car became your passage to get in. You see, Jesus is the passage, or a passage. If you look at that, you find that passage means a right of entry. How many of you all know that Jesus is the right of entry into the presence of the Father? Can you flash your lights and give me an amen on that? He is, he is the passage. He is the right of way into the presence of Jehovah God, of the Father. And Jesus declared, I am the door. I am the right of passage. 
I am the way that you can enter into the to the most holy place, into the most holy of holies. I am the one that will allow you to come in, and I and I will sup with you, and you will sup with me. I am the one that will make a way where there seems to be no way. I am the one that will do what you've not been able to do because our righteousness is filthy rags. And our goodness is, it can never be good enough because there's really nothing good about us other than the Lord. So three doors that I want to speak to you about this morning. <coughs> door number one is the door of redemption. You see, when Jesus, when Jesus gave up that last breath on the cross and the, the veil of the temple was rent and it was torn and, and, and it was never to be replaced. It was never to be corrected. It was never to be sewn back together. The door of redemption came open. Uh, yesterday, Sarah and I just got out and rode around a little bit just to get out of the house. And as we rode, we, we, had, uh, we went by and visited the cemetery where her mother is buried down in Pulaski, Virginia. And as we rode through Pulaski, we were just reminiscing about how that, uh, like many towns, just like Bluefield and Bluewell, that, that years ago that Pulaski was a bustling town. It was, it was doing good. It was busy. And, and I can remember when I was a child back in the late 60s, uh, I can remember in the early 70s going to the S&H Green Stamp store. Did y'all have green stamps in Bluefield? Yeah, green stamps and top value stamps. We had stamps. And you young people might not know what that is, but when you would buy your groceries, they would run the office. Sort of like now you have the MVP cards and, you know, and, and the sheets card and all that stuff. But they would give you stamps. And I really liked licking those stamps because you got these little paper books and you would put those stamps in the book. But I liked licking the stamps and putting them in my book for the, my mother because the glue sort of gave me a high. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. But then she, my mom would take, she would take Kroger bags, the old paper Kroger bags, full of those books and go to a stamp store, as it was called, in Pulaski, Virginia. And they had all kinds of stuff in there, but they had a catalog and you could order what you had. And you took those books with those stamps stuck in them and you traded them for merchandise. That store was called a redemption center. It's where, where you took what you had saved and you redeemed it for what you wanted or needed. Let me tell you, the ultimate redemption exists in Jesus Christ. When you enter through Him as the door of redemption, you walk through His His doorway of redemption that He has made available for you. You can redeem there. Not only all that you want, because if our heart or hearts are right with God, we will pursue the things that He wants us to have. So we not only get what we want, but we also get what we need. He is the ultimate redemption. He is the ultimate he made the ultimate purchase for what we need. It is paid for. When my mom would go to that green stamp store, she would go to that redemption store. Let me tell you, she never forked out money. She only forked out those stamp books that she had saved and collected all year long so she could buy me a new toy for Christmas or my sister something for Christmas. But understand this. 
there was the, there was a, a a cost associated with it, but it wasn't necessarily at my mom's cost. There is a cost that is associated with your redemption and my redemption. Everyone up here on this trailer. There is a cost that is associated with our redemption. But that cost was bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. And all that is required of us is to have faith and to believe in Him. That His blood is the propitiation for all sin. And I believe upon that blood. And I exercise faith in Him. And I believe in Him as my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I am redeemed. Door number two is the door of reconciliation. I just told you a minute ago, I was a mean kiddo. I was a bit mischievous. I still get mischievous from time to time. Ask Charlie Howard out there if you don't think so. You know, not in a mean way, but I can be a little bit mischievous. I love to pick. I love to joke. And I love to kid around. But I did lick stamps just to get a buzz off the glue. I wasn't joking. There's a whole lot of other things I did that was worse than that. <clears throat> you know what? Most of you, some of you at least, there's things of your past that you've done. There's things that you've, places you've went. There's, there's things that you've partook of. There's things that you have absorbed in your body. There, there, there's just things, there's decisions that you've made that have not been necessarily really good decisions. Some of those things you're probably even ashamed of. Just like me. But understand this. Through Jesus, number one, we find the door of redemption. Number two, we find the door of reconciliation. Reconciliation. The things that have separated us from God. You see, the thing that separated us from God happened many, 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 many years ago. It happened in a place called Eden in a nice garden there. And to a, a really nice, really sweet couple, their name was Adam and Eve. But they failed. They failed before God. They, they failed Him. They only had one command to keep and they didn't keep it. They broke it. You see, it's impossible for us to keep them. But... Through Christ, through them, sin came into the world. Sin came into the world, the scripture says, through one man. But the same as sin came in the world through one man, we find that redemption and reconciliation came to us through one man. Jesus Christ, the work of reconciliation, taking our wrongs and making us right. Taking our, our, our inferiorities and making us right. Taking our failures and making us right. It's the abolishment of the curse. That's what Jesus did. He abolished the curse. He is the restoration of righteousness. I said it a minute ago. My righteousness, your righteousness, it's no more than filthy rags. And you may be a, a very good person. You may be a great person. You may not have ever told a lie. You may have not ever done anything wrong. You may be a great person, but you're still in need of reconciliation. And your righteousness and my righteousness are not what we need in the presence of God. It's the righteousness of Jesus Christ that comes through that door of reconciliation. Because reconciliation, to put it in just one sentence, is the act of being made right. It's the act of being made 
right. So when, when you enter into the door, the passage, Jesus Christ is that door. He is the passage. He is the point of access. You're not only redeemed, but you're made right. He sanctifies you. Door number three as I bring this plane in for a landing. Door number three is the doorway of renewal. All the old things will pass away. Everything becomes new. 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 The same word that's used in renewal. You see, Jesus Christ not only is our redemption, He is not only our reconciliation, but He also is our renewal. He restores us. In the valley, He restoreth my soul. We, we, we find no matter, no matter what we have lost, no matter what has occurred, you know, we, there still may be consequences of our sin. There still may be consequences of our life. But I find that Jesus is the God of renewal. He renewed Job after Job had lost all that he had. He renewed David after David had sinned against his country and his family and his God. He, he, renewed, he renewed Peter after Peter fell miserably time and time again. And he will renew you. He, he redeems us and he reconciles us and then he renews us because this is what renewal does. Renewal brings us hope. I don't have, I don't have to have hope that I'll be good enough in myself. But I have hope that I'm right in Jesus. I have hope that I'm redeemed in Jesus. I'm renewed in Jesus. And let me tell you this. When you're renewed by the blood of Jesus Christ, there's something else that happens. The blood of Jesus Christ will bring you a peace. You say, but preacher man, I've been hearing about peace forever. This is the biggest turmoil that I've ever known in my life. All this, this COVID-19 thing, man, this is, this, this pandemic, it's terrible, it's awful. And I, you're talking about peace? Let me tell you something. When, when, when you have peace in Jesus Christ, when you come to that peace in Jesus Christ, it's not a peace that the, 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 these clouds are, are hanging heavy over our head. There could be a thunderstorm rage. There could be lightning flash. We, we, could, <coughs> we could see all kinds of things occur. But the reality of it is, wars may break out. Things may happen. But there is a peace that is found in Jesus Christ. A peace that occurs in trouble. A peace that occurs when everybody else is in turmoil. You, why, why, why are we okay to come out and get out of our house this morning? I think because we have peace. I think because we have peace that is found in faith in Jesus Christ. Do we use common sense? Absolutely. Are are we to operate as good citizens? Absolutely. But I want to tell you, I refuse to walk in fear. I choose to walk in peace. I choose to walk in the peace that the Lord Jesus Christ has given me. If you can agree with that, I want you to go ahead and flash your lights for me one more time. Because I choose to walk in peace. I choose to live in peace peace. I choose to walk in Jesus Christ through that door of renewal. So three doors I'm leaving you with today. The door of redemption. The door of reconciliation. And the door of renewal. John 
said, Jesus records, John recorded Jesus' words. He said, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. If you've tried to find any of these doors, redemption, reconciliation, or renewal, if you've been searching in the other doors, if you've walked through other doors, if you've ran up against other doors, understand, Jesus said, they're thieves and robbers. He said, but I am the door. He said, and if you enter by me, that you will be saved and you will go in and out and you will find pasture. That is all your substance and all your peace will come through him. So today, right where you're at in your car, I just want you to pray with me. Those of you watching by social media live, I just want you to pray with me on this resurrection Sunday morning. Jesus, as we come to you today, we just love you and appreciate you. And Lord, we just today want you, Lord, to know how much that we do love you. Today we've come out to demonstrate our love, not only to one another, but to the community, but most of all to you. We assemble ourselves together. And today, Lord Jesus, we pray that... As we acknowledge you as the door, you are the door of the sheepfold. We acknowledge that today you are moving, you are working, and you are ministering, God, in lives. Lord, sitting in this parking lot in their cars, or maybe watching by Facebook Live, or maybe it's somebody across one of these ridges that have heard the rejoicing, the songs of praise. Maybe you're one that this morning that had heard the word of God, I just pray that right now that you will begin to move and work in lives in this place. And to those of you that are listening, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. I want you to say, Jesus, I realize that you are the way. You are the door for everything I need. You are, the, And you are my rite of passage. And I choose you today as my rite of passage. I receive you, I acknowledge you, and I ask you to work in my life and to meet every need that I have. In Jesus' name, touch and bless and minister in every way. And we praise you. Thank you for your salvation. Amen and amen.